Welcome back to another episode of Begonia Reads. I'm your host, Begonia Rex. Today I'm going to be reading a story by Mama Hefe called Smashed Pumpkins. It's Tora and Poppy head out to Moonbright to hunt down a pumpkin. Shenanigans ensue. Cuteness abounds. And this is a very cute fic. I've had it in my bookmarks, oh, pretty much since last summer. Um, it's just one of those fun, cute ones that I like to read sometimes when I'm just feeling a little blah and I want to finish a story with a smile on my face. So I hope you enjoy Smashed Pumpkins. Chapter 1 It had been three months since Tora and Poppy had parted ways. They lasted about a week. Well, if he was being honest, Tora only lasted two days. He had just wanted to drive by and make sure she was okay, and that Gyu was doing his job. At least, that's what he told himself. But they didn't actually reunite until Quincy stuck his nose in Tora's business. He didn't like being away from her, and she didn't like being away from him, so to hell with it. She was going to be in his life whether he had tried to keep her out of it or not. And that was how he found himself on a train, going through the hills outside Naren City towards Moonbright. Tora didn't like trains. He didn't like any vehicle he wasn't driving, and he didn't like being stuck in a tube full of strangers with nowhere to go. It also brought back not-so-nice memories of the first time he and Poppy met. But he wasn't going to think about that. If Poppy wasn't bringing it up, there was no point in stewing about it. Hell, he hadn't even meant to agree to this. Poppy had dragged him to the local farmer's market to pick up a pumpkin to carve. He had been so busy surveying the crowd and mapping exit routes in his head, he hadn't heard her say that none of the pumpkins were good enough and that they would have to go to the patch in Moonbright. Tora had just nodded his head and said, Whatever you want, sweetheart. Before he knew it, here he was, on a train, with his effing hamster. Poppy loved the fall. The cool air, the leaves, the holidays, the clothes. She loved it all. It was the only time she enjoyed the train ride from Naren City to Moonbite, too. The hills were covered in trees that looked like fire in the fall, all oranges, yellows, and reds. And the summer mists had gone away, so you could see the rolling hills and valleys. She still couldn't believe that she had convinced Tora to come with her. Although she couldn't tell if he was regretting it or not. He was awfully fidgety in his seat next to her. She slipped her fingers in between his and whispered, Hey, are you okay? He nodded tensely and scanned over the train car again. She thought he mumbled something about hating trains. If you don't like trains, why didn't you say something? We could have driven. He looked at her and softened a little bit, dropping a kiss into her hair before saying, Hey, you were so excited about it. I didn't want to ruin it for you. Poppy about melted in her seat. Tora, you couldn't ruin this for me if you tried. I'm just so happy you were willing to come. Well, you did promise I could get one to chuck off your balcony. 
Haven't done that since I was an effing kid. The most mischievous smirk Poppy had ever seen flashed across his face. Just remember, you've got to clean it up, too. She glanced at the display board at the front of the train. While your torture is almost over, we'll be there in a couple of minutes. She gave his fingers a quick squeeze, bounced up to kiss his cheek, and looked back out the window. The pumpkin patch in Moonbright was the last place Jewelry thought he would see Poppy again. This was not how he had planned things to go at all. He was going to give her a couple of months to cool off. Then they would get back together, and everything would be just like it was. Sure, he'd been dating in the meantime, but what she didn't know wouldn't hurt her. But hell, he was on a date here tonight. That was the last thing he wanted her to see. Well, at least she hadn't noticed him, and she seemed to be alone. He'd just keep an eye on her, and hopefully she wouldn't notice him. He just needed to make sure his date didn't notice. Which shouldn't be too hard. They were already waiting in line for the hayrides. He went to steal one last glance at Poppy, and his stomach almost fell out of his body. An absolute Goliath, covered in tattoos, was standing next to Poppy now. And she was saying something to it and bouncing up and down like she did whenever she got excited about something. Jewelry didn't get the chance to see what happened next because his date was tugging on his sleeve and pulling him up onto the hay-filled trailer. Poppy was waiting outside for Tora. He'd run into the little country store attached to the pumpkin patch to use the ATM. She was just so excited. It was fall, and she hadn't been to this patch in years. She was looking forward to sharing it with Tora. This was one of the few places she'd never brought a boyfriend to. She had such good memories here with her family. She'd never wanted to taint them. But something felt very right about bringing Tora here. But in the back of her mind, there was something a little unsettling. Poppy couldn't shake the feeling that someone was watching. She looked around and didn't notice anything odd. Recently, Tora had been drilling her to be more aware of her surroundings. He's just rubbing off on me, she thought. Speaking of Tora, he was walking out of the store just now. He looked surprisingly at ease, given his reaction to the train. She met him halfway, bouncing a little in her excitement. They keep the really big ones at the back of the patch. Let's go. Okay, okay, Bobby, don't rip my arm off, Tora chuckled, a smirk cracking across his face. But he still let her pull him down the path with only a little joking resistance. How'd you know about this place? It's kind of far from Granny's place. Dad used to bring me here every year. He never cared much for carving the pumpkin, but he loved to roast the seeds. After he died, Granny couldn't bring herself to come anymore. This is only the second time I've been back. Damn, Bobby, you sure you want to be here? Yep. Sure, it makes me a little sad, but I've got so many good memories here, too. And who knows, maybe we'll make some new ones, too, she said, smiling. Starting right now. 
Tora barely had time to register her mischievous grin before Poppy had run around him and jumped onto his back. Her arms wrapped loosely around his neck, and her voice shouting onward in his ear. A loud laugh escaped him before he could stop it, and he didn't even notice the weird looks they were, were getting. They were certainly a mismatched couple, and usually the looks bothered him. But he was having too much fun to really care today. He tromped towards the back of the patch, while Poppy peppered his ears and the back of his neck with kisses. He set her down once they reached the prize-winning pumpkin. It was almost the size of his car. He was almost impressed. Ahead of them was a sea of orange. All of these pumpkins were much larger than the ones in the first half of the patch. The sun was just starting to set. There was plenty of light left in the day, but the sky was turning shades of red, pink, and purple. Next to him, Poppy shivered. He pulled the flannel he was wearing off and wrapped it around her shoulders before threading his arm around her waist and drawing her into his side. He was still amazed at how perfectly she fit next to him. He was all angles and she was all curves, but she fit like a puzzle piece. They looked around for about 20 minutes before he found it. It was the lumpiest, wartiest, most mottled pumpkin he could find. I want that one, he said, pointing it out to Poppy. She crinkled her nose. Whatever you want, Tora. You could probably leave it for now while we pick another one. I highly doubt anyone else is going to be picking that one anytime soon, she giggled. It won't matter what it looks like when it's all smashed up, sweetheart, he said before leaning down to steal a quick kiss. Jewelry caught sight of them through the trees, about halfway through the hayride. Poppy was riding on his back. Maybe they were cousins? Or related somehow? He couldn't believe that she would move on so fast. They'd been together for a long time, and Poppy never had a lot of confidence. That was why he was able to get away with so much. He lost sight of them for a second. When he saw them again, she was wearing his shirt, and he was kissing her. Oh, definitely not cousins. A cold, sick feeling settled low in his stomach. She was supposed to be distraught over their breakup. How could she move on so fast? His plan was definitely not going to work out, and that made him a little angry. Chapter 2 Poppy made her way further back into the pumpkin patch. A hayride group had just gotten off, so she had to weave around people. Tora was following behind her, surveying the crowd lazily. A couple of yards ahead, she saw the perfect one. Large, round, and bright orange. She could imagine a face on it already. There was a couple ahead of them she'd need to get past. Excuse me. Could I just squeeze past you? Poppy said. The man turned around and the smile wiped from her face faster than Tora had ever seen. Bobby? Oh, hi, Jewelry. Poppy deadpanned and Tora felt his anger rising. This was the little punk that hurt his Poppy so bad? He was distinctly unimpressive.
average height and build, with dull brown hair, and a face that didn't leave much of an impression. Why had Poppy ever been with this fool? She was way out of his league. Hey, Popsy, funny seeing you here, he said with the most crap-eating grin on his face. Poppy flinched at the pet name, which had been Jewelry's desired effect. Behind Poppy, Tora drew himself up to his full height, rolled his sleeves up, and crossed his arms over his chest. Jewelry's smirk faltered a little bit. This dude was way bigger up close, and he was absolutely covered in tattoos. What kind of crowd is Poppy running with now? This guy looks like a thug, Jewelry thought quickly, trying to regain control of the situation. If his plan wasn't going to work out, then this guy wasn't going to either. Time for a low blow. How have you been, Popsy? You were pretty upset the last time I saw you. Don't call me that, Poppy snapped. She'd always hated that nickname. But Jewelry never listened, no matter how much she'd told him to stop. And if you must know, I've been really good. She stepped to the side so Tora could stand next to her. This is my boyfriend, Tora. Two pale gold eyes were fixing a terrifying glare on him. Jewelry squirmed a little involuntarily. This pipsqueak bothering you, sweetheart? Tora rumbled next to her. Dropping his arms and putting his hand on the small of her back, he could feel she was shaking with anger. Tora had never seen her this mad before, and he couldn't help but find it a little attractive. Tora's hand on her back was like an anchor. It brought her back down to earth for a minute, allowed her to gather her thoughts. Poppy was about to speak, but Jewelry beat her to it. You know, Popsy, I would have never pegged you for a rebellious rebound. Don't you think you could do a little better than this guy? I mean, just look at him. I bet he's got a rap sheet a mile long. You probably aren't the only girl he's seeing, too. Jewelry was trying his best to come off unaffected by the beast standing next to Poppy, but he wasn't sure he was completely successful. He had completely forgotten about his date, but if he had remembered her, he would have seen the distinctly unimpressed look on her face. Tora's hands were balled up into massive fists, and Poppy saw one of them twitching slowly upward. She was certain Tora wouldn't cheat, and she knew, Tora knew, she knew that. But she could still see the comment eating at him. She turned away from jewelry and placed a hand on Tora's cheek, his eyes slowly sliding away from jewelry and fixing on Poppy's deep brown ones. He relaxed his hand slowly. This was her fight, and as much as he wanted to fight every battle for her, she needed to do this by herself. So he slipped his hand into her back pocket and took a deep breath. Poppy turned back to Jewelry. You don't get to talk about him like that. You don't know anything about him. Or me, for that matter. And you're the one that cheated on me, remember? And it seems like you're not even with her anymore. So it must not have worked out so great, she said with the most unnerving tone Jewelry had ever heard. The poppy he remembered would be tearing up right now. 
The girl standing next to him looked disgusted. She took a step away from Jewelry and fished a set of keys out of her purse. F this. I'm out. I don't hold with cheaters. Find your own way home. She looked apologetically at Poppy. If you'll excuse me, she said as she slipped past Tora. If Jewelry's mouth could have reached the ground, it would have been there. He closed it quickly. That girl had been a long shot, but he had been hoping to at least get a little lucky tonight. The Torah guy was smiling at him, but it didn't reach his eyes. Had he gotten bigger since this conversation started? Drury swallowed and prepped his last jibe. You can always come back, Poppy. I'll forgive you for leaving. You don't need to stay with a fug to make me jealous. Poppy gasped, and Tora snarled, and then for a second everything slowed down. Out of the corner of his eye, Tora saw Poppy squeeze her eyes shut and her fists starting to fly. Did hamsters always close their eyes before they attacked? It didn't matter. Tora would take advantage. He angled his own fist above Poppy's. Her punch landed squarely on Jewelry's jaw, and then a millisecond later, Tora's fist collided with his nose. Damn, that felt good. Jewelry fell backward, his butt landing in and then smashing a pumpkin. Tora dropped his fist before Poppy opened her eyes. She looked up at him, shocked. The grin on his face must have surprised her, because she let out a half-gasp, half-giggle. She rarely saw that smile, and loved it every time she did. After a second, she wiped the smile from her face, but not her eyes. Looking forward, Poppy stepped over Jewelry's legs like he didn't exist. She walked a few feet forward and pointed at a pumpkin. I'd like that one, please, she said, ignoring the small crowd of onlookers they'd attracted. Tora stooped to pick up the pumpkin. By the time he stood back up, Poppy was marching back towards the country store at the entrance. Tora paused and crouched down to be sort of eye-level with Jewelry. Even he couldn't squat that low. Just so you know, your mistake? Best thing that ever happened to me. Also, don't think about coming round to bug her again. I'm never that far away. Tora said this in the voice he reserved for Marks and scaring the crap out of Quincy. Then he stood up and followed Poppy. Jewelry sat there pumpkin with pumpkins soaking into his pants while the older people looked at him disapprovingly and the younger ones snickered at him. He didn't think he'd ever been so humiliated. Chapter 3 Tora found Poppy leaning against the outside of the store, breathing heavily. As soon as he reached her, she started vomiting words. Did that just happen? Did I just punch him? Is my hand supposed to hurt like this? Oh my gosh, everybody saw that happen. But ooh, the things he said. Are you okay? Those will call it heavy. Ugh, I just hate him. I didn't think I hit him that hard, but he went flying. Ugh, I love you. Did I do okay? Did I do it right? Tor cut her off by slamming his lips into hers, partly to stop her talking, partly because her throwing a punch was the hottest thing he'd ever seen but mostly because she said she loved him. 
He loved her too, but he was never sure how to tell her or show her. So he poured it all into this kiss. How much he appreciated her acceptance. How much he loved her fiery spirit. And most of all, just how much he simply loved her. He could have kissed her forever, but the pumpkins in his arms were getting heavy. He pulled away much sooner than he would have liked. Poppy was more than a little dazed. Tora had never kissed her like that before. Hell, she wasn't sure she'd ever been kissed like that before in her life. He put the pumpkins down on the ground and then put a hand on each side of her face. You did good, Pops. She opened her mouth to speak again, but he cut her off. Let me take a look at your fit hand, sweetheart. He examined her hand with one of his, the other behind his back. He flipped her hand over a couple of times. Yeah, you're going to be sore in the morning, but you kept your thumb out of your fist so nothing's broke. Might bruise a little. So, let's go pay for these and get home. She bit her lip and nodded before following him into the store. It was a little barn with little souvenir things by the counter and a refrigerator at the back. Behind the counter, there were every kind of candy imaginable. Poppy meandered through the aisles while Tora approached the counter. Amen. Two pumpkins and whatever she decides to get, he said, jerking his head towards Poppy while handing the man a couple of large bills. Sure thing, the clerk said. He was a couple of years younger than Tora, maybe fresh out of high school. And then Tora saw them. Security cameras all over the pumpkin patch screening to a TV behind the counter. He must not have been policing his expression very well because the clerk let out a low chuckle. Your girl sure can throw a punch. That might have been the best thing I've seen all week. Don't worry, I'm not going to say anything. In fact, take these as thanks for the entertainment, he said, handing Tora a huge caramel apple just as Poppy was walking up. She was carrying a gallon of cider and a bottle of strawberry juice. Ooh, Tora, I hope you're planning on sharing, she said happily, eyeing the apple. Of course I am, Bobby. You really think I could eat this much sugar all by myself? Who knows, Tora? You never cease to amaze me. Just these two, please, she said, turning to the clerk. You're already covered. Big guy here paid for you. Poppy turned and swatted at Tora's arm. You shouldn't have. I was going to surprise you, she said with a fake pout, motioning towards the juice, before she gathered everything in her arms and started towards the door. Nah, you weren't. I knew exactly what you were grabbing. Anyways, you deserve a reward for all your hard work tonight. Come on, or we'll miss our train. It took Jewelry ten minutes to pull himself out of that godforsaken pumpkin, his eyes were swimming, and his face was on fire. Slowly, he began the long walk back to the road at the front of the patch. Maybe there was a bus stop there or something. As he walked, he took stock of his injuries. His tailbone was definitely bruised, and it felt like his front teeth might be a little loose. His nose was probably broken, too. He would not stop bleeding, no matter how hard he pinched it. The blood was running down his face and onto his shirt. And this was his favorite one, too. Damn it! He yelled into the air. 
How had everything gone so wrong? And what had happened to the quiet, passive poppy he had known? How was he ever going to live this down? His date, what was her name? Jessie? Jana? Whatever, it didn't matter. She was at the top of Moonbright's social circle. He was never going to get a date again. Everybody would know about this tomorrow. Everyone, all of his friends, would know he'd been punched by a girl. And all the girls would know he was a cheater. He told everybody Poppy had cheated on him. He'd reached the store by now, so lost in his thoughts, he hadn't realized how far he'd walked. He could see Poppy and the giant by the store entrance. He was looking at something between them, but Jewelry's eyes were quickly drawn elsewhere. Behind that guy's back was a massive hand, flipping him the bird. Ugh, how could this get any worse? He was no match for this new guy. Even he had enough self-awareness to realize that. So Jewelry just trudged towards the road in hopes of a bus stop. Maybe he could just move away, or change his name, or get hit by the bus. Anything would be better than facing his friends tomorrow. Poppy was watching the stars flash by through the train window, her feet resting on Tora's butt-ugly pumpkin. What a night it had been. And then she suddenly realized... She sat up stock straight. Had she really said? Did she really mean it? Well, that was a silly question. Of course she did. She turned to look at Tora. He was reclined back in his seat, eyes closed, and much more at ease than their first ride. Tora? Yeah? At the barn? Did I really say what I think I said? She asked nervously. Mm-hmm, he hummed back at her. Her face turned beet red. But then her heart fell. He hadn't said anything back. Did he not feel the same? Look, Tora, I don't want you to think that you have to say it back if you don't want to. If you don't feel that way, too. Tora opened his eyes and sat up slowly. Of course I do, Poppy. I'm not any good with words or feelings. You know that. Don't think for a second I don't, just because I have trouble putting it into words. Poppy looked down at her feet, blushing. Tora sat back and closed his eyes again. But a second later, he slid one open and looked at her. What do you think I kissed you like that for anyways? He teased. Poppy gasped, and before he could stop her, she dug her fingers into his side. A barking laugh escaped him. It probably made an odd sight, a hamster tickling a tiger on a train, but neither of them cared. As soon as they got into her apartment, Tora was on the balcony, deciding on a trajectory. And then, before Poppy knew it, a 20-pound pumpkin was flying towards the middle of her empty parking lot. Tora whooped and hollered as he practically jumped down the stairs to survey the damage. Standing in her empty kitchen, Poppy smiled to herself. Who knew anyone could be this happy? She wouldn't have believed it before she met Tora. With a happy, contented sigh, she grabbed her broom and went down the stairs. If she was lucky, 
she'd get to catch a glimpse of the grin Tora was sure to have on his face right now. This has been another episode of Begonia Reads with me, Begonia Rex. Today, I read you Smashed Pumpkins by Mama Hefe. I'll include a link in the show notes to this story on Archive of Our Own. And if you guys have other Midnight Poppyland stories, short ones, <laughs> that you'd be interested in having me read, don't hesitate to send me a message. I'm Begonia Reads on Instagram, and you can look me up on Facebook. Um, this has just been a really fun project, and I would love to read more stories. So let me know if you've got one in mind. Um, I'm currently working on revising A Lily for Tora. And once I finish all the edits and revisions, then I'll get to work recording all 36 chapters that I currently have. So look forward to that project coming soon. But until then, have a great week, and I'll see you guys next time.